0: Hey everybody, welcome back in to Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall. Happy to welcome in a new guest and an introduction to a new company never before featured in a corporate update here on the podcast. And we are welcoming in Maple Gold Mines. Maple Gold Mines trades on the TSX Venture with the symbol MGM. They also have an OTC QB listing for US retail investors with MGMLF. Happy to welcome in matt horner president and chief executive officer of the company uh matt it's a pleasure to have you on welcome to mining stock daily
1: thank you trevor nice to be here
0: yeah we i'm looking forward to this so uh, we i've been seeing some of the uh latest news coming out of your flagship project uh the Douay Gold project i'm sure i'm, I'm mispronouncing
1: that the oh, french no. Canadian. Got it. That, that's per i got it, got it. Okay. perfectly first try
0: the uh, the French-Canadian stuff kind of, you know, I, I botch it like any good Yankee down south. Uh, but I'm glad I got that one. Uh, tell us about this project because it's really interesting. Uh, it's, it's a 50-50 joint venture. You're doing a lot of legwork here. Just give us a rundown here of this project and where it's at right now in its cycle.
1: No problem. And um, we have a couple of projects actually, actually we're working on. There's another one called Jutel that Agnico, which is a $20 billion mark cap gold company producer. Uh, contributed um, to the joint venture that we have with them. So we both own half of each project. And I can talk a little bit about that with your audience in a minute. I'm actually also Yankee. I hail from California. Okay, I went to school in states and uh, in Los Angeles, USC, and also then at the University of Virginia for law school. So um, it's very nice to speak to another American and uh, get some feedback from what's going on down there and and get up to speed um, along those (laughs) lines. Our project came into being actually many many moons ago Uh, the first discovery was in 1975 1976 and as your audience uh, may or may not know um, mining projects are interesting Uh, they it is very rare to have the first owner of your project actually do anything with the project normally there are some smart geologists who know their rocks very well, and they have great ideas about what a certain trend or geologic setting will produce, and and uh, and around that they try to raise money, and then they build maybe build a company or sell it to a company that has a mining company. Um, and oftentimes there are fits and starts. The market isn't cooperating. The gold price or whatever uh, mineral they're looking after they may or may not be there at that present time. A lot of stars have to align for any given mining projects to go forward or not. Over time, so the same happened here with Douay. When I was, uh, you know, a few years old, this comp- this uh, project was first uh, discovered. One of the areas of this project, not the whole thing. And then over time, it went through a number of different hands. One company actually had uh, put up a head frame, which is uh, 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 basically a, a double clutch winder, which actually brings the the product from at depth to surface where you actually can start refinery and processing it, all the rest. And they put a pre- preliminary economic analysis study around building a mine just sitting right where our offices are right now. This is back in the 90s. So it went through a number of different owners to get to the point where I stepped in. I'm just trying to give you the backstory, story mm-hmm. uh, uh, four, four, and, four and a bit years ago. Uh, and I, I, I worked for many, many years in the mining space with uh, a legendary uh, mining gentleman named Robert Friedland. If your, if your listeners uh, don't know who this gentleman is, you may want to look him up and listen to some of his speeches. He, he, um, he gives some pretty, pretty good, interesting speeches. I've heard them all thousands of times, but there's still something in there for for anybody. So. He, he and i uh, worked together at that building projects building companies i would i was the capital raising strategic partner finder for his projects and his assets in the past and i had uh, people with me um uh, uh, over time that were um you know projects that i was working on over time for him and um and i uh, i i there were a couple of projects one in south africa one in mongolia one in Australia. And for his group of companies, I was the CEO for one of the companies. And then it got to the point where I'd been with him for well over a decade. And I said, you know, on a friendly basis, I need to go do something on my own. I'm happy to have done well for your your group and for you. And, and, And so I did that. And this was four years ago. So I took this project on because some of the one of the guys that I worked with back then named uh, Bre- David Broughton, he actually he went to the Colorado School of Mines. He's a was a professor at Colorado School of Mines actually where you're you're sitting not too far from where you're sitting. And is um, an epic geologist. He's he found all the ounces that are in the a mines world. He and I worked on building a project in South Africa called the Plat Reef, which is a massive platinum, palladium, polymetallic project. The guy is the guy is the bomb, like actually, and he and I looked at this project together four years ago and and as we've done in the past for some of the Robert uh, projects, he was the brains in the ground and I was the guy adding the money and the muscle, financial muscle to, to pay for these very expensive projects. And we've ha- we enjoyed a lot of success on those projects in the Ivano world. So that's how this whole thing started and how I entered the project in this company four years ago as the boss, the, the CEO and president. Now what we did from then is, we started to change what I'll call the software, the personnel, the way we do things, uh, processes, a lot of bo- things that the audience would put most of the audience to sleep. If I told you all the details, but it's you, you got to upgrade the systems to make sure you have the transfer of knowledge and you know, you're learning about a project and one person running the rocks and understand the rocks doesn't leave. Then you bring somebody else to start all over again, their efficiencies that you retain by by making sure the team stay in place and all these other things. So these are things we started doing, adding personnel, famous uh, directors, et cetera, et cetera. So w- what is the actual project? Well, um, you know, I think there's a, about six six main points, and I'll, I'll go through this now, like the cheat sheet for your audience. Now, Maple Gold Mines um, is located in uh, Ab- the Abitibi Greenstone Belt. So location is very important for, for any mining deals, just like just like real estate. Uh, and in the Abitibi Greenstone Belt, you have some of the biggest gold mine in Canada, Canadian Malarctic, which is half run by our partner Agnico Eagle and Yamana. There's also Detour Lake Gold Mine, Hecla and others. It's a very famous and prolific mining jurisdiction. So that's where we're located. We're, we're in the best place in Canada, I believe. And when I say best place, it's it's been responsible for 200 million plus ounces mined um, and and produced to date. So that's one thing. So that's one a, a check box that your audience would like to check for for any company or any project looking at. They should look at it from that perspective. Where where it's located and has have they ever produced whatever material you're looking um, to a company produce from that location? That's one. Uh, the other thing the, the the box to check is who are our partners what we're doing and and our ignico eagles our partner from last year they find finally signed the definitive agreement in, in february this year but they are partners and they're they're 20 billion or so company they're a huge mining uh, uh, gold mine producer and so that's one box to check is is a third party verified that that what you're saying is there is, is actually um uh, actually, there. So that's or, or the potential is there, really. So ignico's there, and they're kind of confirming that that uh, they believe in what we're telling them. They spent two years and many times going to site, looking at our of our data, et cetera, et cetera. So you you can feel a little bit comfortable knowing that they did their work, they did the diligence. It's not just me saying that that the uh, the asset is is what it is. It's somebody else who's actually a gold producer who's works in our backyard, who knows what they're talking about that's verifying that I'm not crazy and I'm actually, we're onto something or we think we're onto something and they agree with us. So that's that's an important thing for look when you look at anything, who's actually the, the, the author of the knowledge or the author of the data, the telling, it's not just me saying it as a CEO, but somebody else is also verifying. So that's another box that I think uh, we, we're, we're, we've checked. Um, and then who, who is the management company? Look, I, I come from a reputable mining firm, as well as the other members of my team, other Inmet mining, wheat and precious metals, et cetera. Et cetera. So we're, we've all done this before. This is not our first uh, attempt at, at running a mining company. And, and we're not, and I think that it's, it's very important also to point out that I think the best run mining companies are those that have capital markets um, sophisticated people that are part of the key management corporate level that are partnered with geologists at the project level. And because you're kind of running two companies at the same time, you have what's happening on the ground and you have to have really smart people. And we do, and Fred Spidel, he's a genius, um, that moves the project forward, build value Berkshire Hathaway style over time. Mm -hmm. But then you have to have the story being told and people understanding what it is that you're doing. And, oftentimes that skill set is not found in one geologist. It's something that's best to like bifurcate or separate into two people. So we're, we're the, the main two partners and then we have great, talented individuals on all levels throughout the company.
0: I have uh, so many follow-up questions for you. <laughs> and uh, I, I, do want to, I do want to spend some time talking yeah. about the actual project, but well, I, if so let I... Me, if...
1: Let me get the last okay. few points. Okay, I'll sorry. Be, I'll, I'll quick, quickly finish off. Last three points are, do we actually have any gold in the ground yet? we've already identified nearly 3 million ounces. So we actually actually have gold and it's growing. How, do we have any money or are we going to be immediately tackling the market with some capital raise? We have, you know, $20 million or so in the till today with another $20 million in warrants coming in and, and our partner is paying for our expiration 18 a quarter million dollars worth. So our balance sheet is probably one of the healthiest in the market. And then the last thing uh, that I'll I'll mention that before we get into your questions is who else owns us now what are the other big, big shareholders aside from Magnico you have fidelity investments which is a big us uh, fund of course and a, a number of other uh, very famous canadian funds case depo Crescat, uh, delbrook and uh, the paul stevens fund so all of that is the given the limited time we have those are the main boxes or items i like to go over so that people get a sense as to what we're doing and where we are and who we're doing it with
0: uh one you had you had mentioned it a couple times in there but i halfway through your your answer there i wrote down the relationship between geologist and and the money guy you know because there's i don't know, there used to be 1500 different junior miners out there in the world there's probably 2000 now after this yeah. bull market um, and can you talk, can, can you kind of maybe spend a little bit of time talking about what you learned with Friedland's Ivanhoe about that relationship between having a really good technical neat team that can create um, great theories on, on the rocks, but how you could also need to blanket that with people who are strong personalities to go raise the money? Because you don't right. always you don't always see that, and you you I would say you rarely see that in all these two thousand companies.
1: Totally, and that's why uh, there's so much to unpack there. I love the question. Geologists are gods in the mining world. They have right. to be admired and and respected and supported because they are giving you the direction of unlocking value. That's obvious, right. but a lot of people forget that. A lot of times. Bankers or lawyers try to become the entire company and but they don't know how to drive the project. So it doesn't work. And to your point, geologists oftentimes try to be the president CEO, but they don't know how to talk to bankers and they don't want to get talked to investors. And they get in they're they're scientists, they're they're awesome nerds, and I love them, mm-hmm. but sometimes they don't know how to communicate and get in a room with people and actually tell a story. So what I learned from Robert is really something he says all the time too, is like, Geologists are the gods, and and you need to respect and listen to them. But also keep in mind that as you do that, stay directly in contact all the time, which I do with Fred. Maintain a very close relationship, and uh, and continue to tell the story. Try to tell their story about what's happening at the project. So I've learned to be a quasi geologist by osmosis. I don't, but I'm not technically trained per se, even though I've gotten kind of a technology or geologist. MBA over, over the last 20 years being in the mining space. but that's that's critically important. I mean Robert does the same thing. Robert is is uh, excellent at at understanding the rocks, what they do, what they mean to a point, but then he knows when to hand it over and let the geologist kind of really get into the details of what really matters. But I find that most of the audiences, once they know that you're you get to a certain point, they're comfortable understanding the basics, understanding that people in charge know what they're doing and that have shown a track record to continue uh, creating value. Yeah. So that's, you know, I, I hope that's a good enough of an answer, but that's what I've really yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it,
0: it is good. It's just interesting. Like what is the incentive of somebody coming from the finance world, the banking world, even maybe the analysis world? You know, I think of a few people that we talk to frequently on the show, like, Nana Sangmua from Roscan Gold. He came from the banking world. Uh, Luke Alexander uh, with Nucor came from the banking world. You know, what is the incentive for these, you know, what I would stereotype as a nice posh uh, corner office in some tower downtown and going and do something completely risky like junior mining and exploration?
1: Well, the upside is potentially huge. But the risk is huge. The risk is also huge. So it takes a bit of a, I mean, I, you gotta bet on yourself and not know that you actually do things, you know, you have to have a lot of confidence in your ability. Yeah, yeah. And also, as I did with David Broughton, that's why I wanted to that story about David Broughton, like listen to people that can give you an edge. And David Broughton said this project has incredible unlocked potential. Yeah. And I trusted him. And so I knew my, I was taking on a risk, but it was a calculated risk. So, so I think what gets those of us to do those things is, is we think we have an edge or information, the market doesn't have, and we think we can create some value that other people haven't been able to create, and and you have to have some luck along the way too. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, yeah, I, the flip side of the coin uh, uh, Trevor also is that because there are a lot of geologists running junior mining companies, it's Often the case that there's a lot of value that the market doesn't realize because it's not being told properly. Mm-hmm. And and that's also a fun, fun opportunity for people like, like us in our shoes in, in the Maple Golds camp where we're building our platform now by going out and buying a creative transaction, buying other companies and projects. Cause we're very well capitalized. We already have a joint venture with a huge mining company. But now the fun game that I have is to build the platform. And to find those projects that are run by geologists, great people, very smart people, and they're going to do just fine. That's not like taking advantage of them. It's unlocking, helping unlock the value of the projects, but also to the benefit of the Maple Gold shareholders. So, So there's a lot going on there and a lot of opportunities, depending on how you approach it and how you look at it.
0: Uh, You mentioned confidence and I kept on, I was thinking in the back of my head, well, let's not confuse confidence with optimism because it seems like every geologist is the most optimistic person
1: you've ever met in your entire life. You're right, Trevor. It's very different, isn't it? It is. You have to be a little bit optimistic, but confident in in your ability to actually uh, relay a story and actually understand what you're doing and not not get, you know, not get too down on yourself on a down market day and you know, see see the game. I mean, you look at our look at the uh, trading record for the last few years. There are some really tough times for everybody, not just us. I mean, everybody. And we were able to pull off a bit of magic over the last year, and the magic is is coming. So the we've un, we've unlocked, uh, driver just two of the holes of the twenty two from the season. We had uh, some incredible hits over the last two press releases, which which I'm sure you have maybe taken a look at. Uh and a 200 meter, a win, uh, meter window of gram and a half type of thing. I mean, really something we've never, this project has never seen the likes of this in the past
0: Yeah,
1: and just, and it's, we're just getting started. We have 20 more holes. We have Jutel, which is a project that Ignico contributed. They, here's a good one for you. So they produced over a million ounces over 19 years from 1974 to 1993. Their head grades were six and a half grams with dilution they're mining like 12, 13, 20 gram rock, we think. Mm-hmm. And they didn't mine anything to surface. They mined anything to depth. They high-graded the center, and they didn't touch anything below it. So we've digitized, spent, it cost the joint venture 600 grand or so to, to digitize all this data. A whole warehouse filled with banker boxes collecting dust for 30 years. Mm-hmm. We're going to daylight and show everybody what, actually those things look like soon and so that's a lot of fun yeah this is again a fresh young look of at what a project was in the past you know lifting literally off the top of the box to see what's inside putting into form. i hired a lot of smart young uh, kids to do the digitization process there's basically a room filled with you know pizza and a lot of coffee and red bull (laughs) working around the clock to get this stuff in the stuff it and digitized. It's not easy, not easy, but they did a fantastic job. And now we have, can get our heads around that. So that's going to be a wonderfully value-added proposition for, for the joint venture. Um, and uh, I think we're going to have a lot of uh, smiling shareholders going forward. So you have to have some luck. You have to have some uh, wits, a little bit of charm and understand the rocks and build the right team and, and try to give everybody a win. So that's what I'm focused on.
0: I I did want to ask you about this, these joint ventures with Agnico on these two projects. Um, Obviously, you know, very good for the company. You know, I'm just kind of curious if you kind of pin yourself into a corner of not having a project that is 100% yours, that's you and slowly you control. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there's obviously great things to have a major miner on your side. Uh, but how is that balanced with the growth potential for Maple Gold Mines? Sure, good question.
1: And there are, there are pros and cons. Uh, and in our in our case, I think we have uh, way more pros than cons. They contribute cash. Uh, we have access to... Their engineers, you know, in, in their company, 10 and 10 people engineering firm. We have access to their financing in the future when we go build the thing. That's part of the deal. We have contributed a past producing project next to ours. So they, we share a boundary with them, so we've diversified our risk and our on our projects by bringing their project with ours. And uh, and the last thing, and I think the most important thing, is credibility. For 40 years or so, people looked at our project and said really does it work, is it really going to go, they had questions. And with Agniko stepping in, who actually knows and built the biggest mine in Canada, which is Canadian Arctic, we look a lot like that project in the age of the rocks, the size, the grade, the depth, everything else, actually they're far deeper than we are. We've never been mined. So for all those reasons, number five, maybe being the most important, but they're all important. We think in this case, our chances are far, far better of success with them than without them and the and the, the tape the, the our stock chart has shown that that's the case. We expected that over four decades no one's ever really paid close enough attention as a major mining company once you get them in people go crap what's happening over there. And then we have their investment as a strategic investor, and we have this past producing project which is just about to be daylight and people understand why it's why it's so interesting soon. Um, for all those reasons, we thought it was collectively way better than just running our own project by ourselves. I like to think of the junior mining space, Trevor, it's got a little bit of a silly way of putting it, but you get around a project that's wholly owned 100% by you, you drill a little bit, you go out and dilute your shareholders by raising money to do the next run of the next project. You hope the margin performs and your stock rallies, and so your cost of capital is very low. But oftentimes it's just a loop, an insanity loop, where people just keep going round and round to keep issuing more shares. Blah blah blah. It's and I, and I I like to, you know, I think with this we kind of got it. We're getting out of the insane asylum, if if you will. I mean, it's like or the orphanage. Orphanage is maybe a friendlier way of putting it, not saying insane, asylum, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. You know circa 10, 15 years ago, Angelina and Brad showed up in the limo and said, Hey kid, you want to come live with us? Yes. And, uh, and um, and you know, and our lives changed because now we have all these opportunities that we didn't have before. And along the way to the limo, we know of some other orphans in there that are pretty damn cool. And there are buddies and we like them and we say, hey, come with us. And that's kind of the process we're going through now. So I know it's it's kind of a weird analogy, but you, if you, um, if you're invited to step out of that orphanage or that insanity loop and do something different, you should usually take that up, raise your hand, and say, okay, that that's a good idea and stop doing that repetitive financing right. cycle that most of the time drives companies down. And they're just like walking, you know, like zombies that they're not going to ever right. go anywhere because they don't, the, the ingredients aren't set up for them to succeed
0: well, and it. it in that loop as you called it uh is really you spend more time losing control of your project because you're at will to whether it be the people that can raise you the money or you know it seems like or, or you know the destiny is whatever comes up from the rocks maybe yeah you know maybe the drilling doesn't work and or does work you know it's just like you you it's hard to have control over the growth of your own project when you're constantly just drilling to
1: raise the next, to raise money for the next campaign. And if that's um, all you have, you're absolutely right. If, if you only raise money for the next campaign and you can't look out four or five years, right. It's hard to have a continuously thought through, well thought through plan, strategic exploration plan. Right. You, and you're hoping that after you spend this money, you hit, and if you don't hit and the market's against you, your share price is down, 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 and your cost of capital goes through the roof and then everything gets, everything gets offside. Right. So it's tough. Yeah, it,
0: it is tough, especially, you know, we were plagued with so many years uh, before this latest run starting last year of, you know, if you could raise a, if you're lucky to raise a couple million dollars, you were doing good. You know, you were doing well, but now you, we've seen so many raises in the tens of millions of dollars lately. Um, you, you would hope that more people are willing to take that money and, you're gonna to have to dilute most of the time anyway. So just take one big dilution and, and think a couple of years ahead. You're absolutely
1: right there. If you can if you can. If you can. And and we have now a plenty of many, many years of capital now, luckily. I never wanna go back to the position I was in given last year. Where it was uh you know, you have three two million dollars left and you have to spend on the program and Yeah. God forbid you don't hit you're, you you can't raise any more money or it's very difficult and everything goes against you. So we are yeah. extremely fortunate. So if you're looking at a a gold junior gold stock that I think is has a tremendous amount of the downside risk taken out. Of course there's always risk in investing in any stocks. To your listeners I would say make sure you look at all the things I start with the, f- the five or six key points. But look at their cash position, look at you know what the downside really is. Uh, what are the mm-hmm. what, what's the support for the company's stock uh be careful where they're located you saw centera and kyrgyzstan had their project taken away from them and if you're outside canada or good parts in the us you're at risk of you know nationalization of your project so that's just some you know free tidbits for your listeners like these are very important things to keep in mind and see if if the company is run by people who have done similar things in the past that's important like, it shouldn't be their first first attempt that's pretty risky because there's a lot of most things go wrong all the time for any i mean the other Mm -hmm. famous thing that robert and i had is you know mining is not for the intelligent you know it's mining is very very hard i mean and you have to be a little bit crazy to get into it because there's so many things that can go wrong all the time so when you hit it and you get it right and it starts working that you know you count your lucky stars because even with the best projects and the right people and the right everything else, there's still things that can happen and and um, and so that's why we say it's not for the intelligent because it's, you know, oil and gas is much easier to, to <laughs> work on for many reasons. It's,
0: that's yeah. why it's so boring. That's uh... <laughs> it
1: can be so boring. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Uh, let, I do. Okay. So let's take a step here. We I, I'm, I'm keeping you a long time. This, this conversation is going really well, but I do want to finish up by asking you sure. one, uh, you know, exploration technical point from Due because in the last uh, couple of months, you had put out some consistent drill results here. Nice grades, so, you know, three, five, almost seven grams per ton gold over yeah. uh, narrow widths between one to five, five meters. However, uh, recently, I believe it was the week before, there was one of those, like you just look at the headline and you got this holy cow moment, 132 meters of one and a half grams per ton gold. Huge interval here, huge bulk tonnage potential. Talk about, is this, is this one of those game changing moments for Due and how does it uh, shape your,
1: your exploration
0: work moving forward?
1: yeah that that's that was a, a fantastic hole and it was the best ever drilled on our project it followed up on another hole that was 1.71 over 50 meters a few years ago and we've proven that it's this one's shallower and what we're doing sy- systematically here is trying to connect all the dots from the various zones and if there was this was a, a video cast podcast i could show you exactly how that works i invite everyone to go to our website and look at the presentation, you can see uh, visually what I'm talking about. What this did is it showed that the the in this area on the northwest section, we're starting to see how it continues and starts to be connected to the main porphyry zone. And once and as we're showing more more of that connectivity with the various areas, that's when you start drawing a line around the project and building the PA and, and then you're off to the races. So it's It is a very uh, profoundly important moment for us, but as I, I have to have emphasized it is just the second of twenty two holes that we're going to be releasing over the next uh, few weeks and months. and there's all the other things. So um, watch the space carefully. Stay tuned. Don't change the channel too many times. um as we as we start to to release some of these information, I think the audience will see that this will be impactful for us going forward.
0: Uh, Matt, we look forward to sharing that news once it hits the uh, tape. We'll try to get, if we can, the uh, replay that news or relay that news out on the morning briefing as we did the other week. Uh, but until then, the best of luck. I appreciate it. it's really been a real pleasure to meet you and a great conversation, and so uh, happy to make this go long because I think uh, we could still continue talking for another thirty minutes if we.
1: I'll be happy time. to. And any right. time, Trevor. Thank you for your right. time, and I'll see you. being yeah. Creek.
0: All right, see you at Beaver Creek. That's Matthew Horner. He is the President and Chief Executive Officer over at Maple Gold Mines. They trade on the TSX Venture with the symbol MGM and also on the OTCQB with MGMLF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decision.